We are excited to bring you a brand new episode today and announce that we only have a few days left for you to name our whale shark. At the moment, Voltaire is tied with Plessy the Plankton Processor, which is very poppy, as the top two names in the poll. We need you to come to vote and break the tie. In order to vote, go to our Patreon and make your choice at patreon.com slash tumblepodcast. Speaking of Patreon, we'd like to welcome our new patrons, Miles and Elliot Mogtaderi, Aubrey and Freya McCormick from Asheville, North Carolina, and Elizabeth Polk. Thanks so much for your support. If you'd like to join these awesome people, please consider giving us a pledge on our Patreon page. We've got lots of cool rewards like transcripts, educational materials, and I'll be posting all the music I make for the show. And when I finally finish that song about the planets, it'll go there too. We're waiting for that, you know. <laughs> I, I know, and I am honestly working on it. How's it go? <laughs> it's not ready yet. <laughs> Even a pledge of $1 a month helps us a lot and gets you ad-free versions of the show. So go to patreon.com slash tumble, and while you're at it, vote for your favorite whale shark name. I'm voting for Love Bun. <laughs> Love Bun. Is that even one of the options? Yes, it is. It's the best one. <laughs> That's great. I think I voted for Voltaire. <laughs> Love Bun number one. <laughs> and now, on to the show. Hi, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Welcome to Tumble, the show where we explore stories of science discovery. Today, we're learning how two scientists have teamed up to tackle the world's most dangerous diseases. We'll find out how they came up with a brand new way to make vaccines that save lives and keep us healthy. Our question today comes from brothers Sam, Eli, and Ian in Heartland, Vermont. And our question is, how do vaccines work to keep you healthy? How do vaccines work to keep you healthy? That's a really good question. Eli thinks he has an answer. It teaches your body how to fight off that jam so it goes extinct. Vaccines teach our bodies to fight infection by standing in front of a chalkboard and reciting their lessons <laughs> ad nauseum. <laughs> that sounds right. It is. I took the question to Jasev Chahal and Omar Khan, two scientists at MIT. They told me that vaccines are designed to help out the immune system, our body's way of fighting off sickness. Here's Omar. Our immune system doesn't only fight for our health, but it also remembers what made you sick. So if that infection tries to come back, your immune system will remember it and fight it off right away. Okay. But how does a vaccine work? Here's how Joss Dave put it. Basically, a vaccine is like showing a wanted sign of what the bad guy looks like. And your immune system can then recognize it when that bad guy actually shows up. That's exactly what a vaccine does. So when a new disease shows up looking all tough and ready to invade, our bodies will be prepared to fight. Diseases can spread fast. And sometimes a vaccine is the only thing that can stop them. Developing a new vaccine quickly and effectively can prevent many people from getting sick and even dying. But Joss Dave says most vaccines take a long time to become available. Usually when you need to make a vaccine, 
It takes months and months and months of hard work and research and production to make that actual vaccine available to people. And during those months and months and months, people are suffering. We're trying to bring that time frame down to a few days to maybe a couple of weeks. Wow, so from months to weeks or even days? The thing is, vaccines have been made almost the same way since they were invented. It's just Dave's and Omar's mission to change that. So they're getting together and like forming a vaccine dream team. Kind of. I like that. <laughs> vaccine dream team. <laughs> could put it on your basketball jerseys. Yeah, yeah. But to understand why these two are a dream team, you first need to know how they got their starts and why they came together. Here's Omar. Before I was born, my dad actually lost his arm in uh, an accident at work. And when I was small, I promised him I would build him a new arm one day. Omar didn't want to build his dad a new fake arm. He wanted to get his dad his real arm back. And to do that, he knew he had to understand how people heal. Elsewhere in Canada, at the same time, 10-year-old Joss Dave dreamed of healing people as a doctor. When I took my first first aid class, I realized, oh, this is gross and making me faint. That really doesn't bode well for medical school. No, it doesn't. (laughs) But he was fascinated with the science behind medicine. And when I discovered viruses and pathogens, I was sold on what I wanted to do with the rest of my life because they are so cool. (laughs) Most people think of viruses and pathogens as being bad, but Joss Dave appreciated how they worked. Kind of like a hero inspired and intrigued by his evil nemesis. They're biomolecular ninjas, basically. (laughs) The tiniest genius ninjas in the world. Right, tiny ninjas attacking your body. That sounds awful. (laughs) And to Joss Dave, having a vaccine that understands how they work and targets them is like having a superpower. Except unlike most superpowers, it doesn't involve a radioactive accident in order to acquire it. (laughs) That's a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. But the way the vaccines are currently made, it's kind of like having a superpower that takes 10 times longer than it should to activate. The reason it takes a long time is basically you have to grow a fake germ. A fake germ? That's like the image for the wanted sign. Right. Instead of seeing the actual bad guy, you're just seeing his picture. But how do they grow that? And usually you do this in uh, eggs. So you take thousands and thousands of eggs and you grow your fake germ in the eggs. Or you can do it in dishes of cells. Wait, you said eggs. What kind of eggs are we talking about? Chicken (laughs) Chicken eggs? eggs. Yeah. What? That's so insane. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So it's like science science eggs. Yeah, exactly. They're, They're more expensive than your average grocery egg. Wait, so chicken eggs are directly responsible for vaccines? Yep. Very special science chickens laying very special science eggs. It's kind of mind-blowing. So what makes a chicken a science chicken? Do they have to have a PhD? Do they have to go through like the postdoc thing where they get assigned to a random university? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then they lay eggs. egg grows the virus and that you extract it out. And this is how they've been making vaccines since 1950s, something like that. And it's a big problem. 
So chicken eggs, great for making omelets, not so great for making vaccines quickly when you really, really need them. No, Josh Dave thought he could do better at making vaccines than chicken and science that's over a half century old. But he needed help, and that's where Omar came in. That's what a lot of scientists are working on, including us. Ways to make vaccines in a very quick, fast, effective way so that you can treat all diseases in the same way and use the same kind of vaccine technology. In other words, scientists are looking for a way to make vaccines like a factory rather than like an artisanal cheese shop. Jostave and Omar decided to combine molecular biology and chemistry. All of our instructions for life are written as a series of four letters, A, T, G, C. So all those letters stand for the chemicals that make up DNA, which tells cells what to do. Right. And once you know the genetic code of a virus, you can actually write a fake virus as you would code a computer program. It's a message that tells your immune system what to do. So you can write the program to build a virus if you want to. And then you could grow that virus into a vaccine, and it would be a vaccine against whatever you want. Well, so you could have a vaccine against whatever you want? That sounds like a huge deal. Yeah, it is a huge deal. Jostave and Omar had to choose just one virus to test and see if their idea worked. And they chose Zika, a disease that's carried by mosquitoes. I've read a lot about Zika outbreaks for the past few years, but there's still no vaccine. Right, and the vaccine could help prevent birth defects in babies whose mothers are bit by the mosquitoes that carry Zika. So Zika is the bad ninja that they have to defeat. So they had a two-part plan. Jostave would write a code for Zika, and then Omar would deliver it to the immune system like a message. Telling the immune system, this is the bad guy! Look at it, his name's Zika, and he's got an ugly mustache. <laughs> exactly. When I first met Jostave, he had a great way to write the messages to the immune system. So what I did is that I essentially said that if you want to deliver a message, you know, you need to have an envelope to put your letter in, and then you can mail that, right? That's kind of what I did. I, I developed the carrier system. And that's how the vaccine dream team was formed. Because even though Omar hadn't worked on viruses before, he knew a thing or two about delivering messages. He had already developed a way to make these teeny tiny envelopes with chemistry. This goes back to my story about trying to help my dad grow a new arm. Now, one of the ways I was thinking about doing that was to deliver a message to his cells. Messages that say, regrow your arm. I would like to tell my body to grow an extra arm just so I could, like, hold more things. That would be so handy. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Jostave's message for Zika was more complicated and much longer than anything Omar had ever worked on before. But he used his experience to build a new delivery system for vaccines instead of arms. Then they put their parts together, the message and the delivery system. And I was shocked. We actually got particles that looked the same as viruses. So what does that mean? So instead of spending months from going uh, from programming to vaccine, we spend about 7 to 14 days writing the program, mixing it with chemicals, and then a vaccine is immediately available. They were able to replace eggs with petri dishes, which is much more sustainable. 
Then they tested their new vaccine on mice, and they called in the mouse immune systems for questioning. We asked it,、um, "Do you know what Zika looks like, and can you fight it off?" And it gave us the answers that yes, I can do two things. If I see Zika, I can destroy it, and I have memory. So if Zika ever pops up, I will be able to recognize it and then stop it from making you sick. So that was a, a tremendous moment for us because we were so happy. Wow, that's super exciting! So, what does it take to go from a vaccine in the lab to something that's actually reaching people? Quite a lot. Strangely, we've learned that process is much, much longer than the process it took to invent this, because, and this is a good thing, you need to prove that it's safe and effective in people, and each step you have to pass a lot of safety testing hurdles. There's also no guarantee that a vaccine that works in mice will actually work in humans. So it's a promising technique, but they're not shipping out doses to Brazil tomorrow. Right. Omar and Jostev are going to keep working towards making the vaccine a reality and hoping their technique will eventually help thousands, if not millions, of people. Go, go, vaccine dream team! We did struggle a bit on our own, and then when we met each other, we kind of came up with a new idea together, saying that you have great ideas about sending messages, and Joseph has great ideas about writing messages. And we said we can put this together, and we can really make vaccines that can help people. Omar and Joseph certainly aren't the only science dream team out there in vaccines or otherwise. I think this is how science works. Many problems like diseases and vaccines—they are so big, so large, so complex. And when many people are working on different parts separately and then put their ideas together, that's the great way to get things to move much more quickly. Because instead of one person trying to figure out everything, you cooperate and you take different parts of the problem, you solve them, and then you put your solutions together. Do you have a problem or a question that seems like it's too big and complicated for you to solve on your own? We want to know if you can pair up with someone to find the answer together. Tell us what problem you're tackling with the help of your own dream team. We're sure that you can come up with creative solutions, just like Omar and Jostev, our vaccine dream team. Email us at tumblepodcast@gmail.com to tell us all about it. Or draw some special science chickens. Actually, we'd love to see what you think a chicken with a PhD would wear on a normal Monday. <laughs> Thanks to Dr. Jastev Chahal and Dr. Omar Khan, both researchers at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. And thanks to Eli, Ian, and Sam for asking a great question. We'll have a blog with more information about vaccines and our vaccine dream team at our website, tumblepodcast.com. And don't forget to please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps people find out about the show. Our intern is Andrea Gonzalez. Sarah Lentz is our associate producer. I'm Lindsay Patterson, and I produce this show. And I'm Marshall, and I wrote all the music. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for more stories of science discovery. Music